My name is Kath. It is great to be with you this morning. I'm on the team here at KXC. It is such a privilege and I do love it. Um, and I'm just going to get cracking in. I was like, ooh, we've, we've been condensed somewhat in the time that we have left, but I still have confidence that God is going to do something among us. And I, I want to create enough space at the end um, for that to happen. So I might just like whiz through a few things and then we're going to create that space. I'm going to explain that in a minute. Um, today, I want to talk about testimony and the power of testimony and how we as a people become proclaimers. And I don't mean the 80s band, 500 Miles, although that is a great song. I mean proclaimers of the good news. How do we become people of good news? And it's cool. I think God's already been moving among us this morning. And I think that we're going to get to hear some of what He's been doing um, already today. But I'm just going to whiz real quick a bit through a few things about testimony and the power of testimony. Do you know that in both the Old and New Testaments and throughout the Jewish law, testimony was hugely important? It's quite a sort of a legal word to give testimony. And the testimony of two or three witnesses was required to establish a fact or a truth, particularly if there was a disputed matter. We needed a foundation foundation of evidence to what was believed. And this, guys, is the way that Jesus and the early disciples spread the good news of the kingdom and salvation in Jesus. They did this by bearing witness to all they had seen and heard and experienced. They didn't just present the gospel as a good idea or a relative truth or, oh, it might not be true for you, but it's true for me. Take it or leave it. They presented it as evidence-based, shown to be true by the testimony of witnesses, turn to the person next to you and say, you are a witness. Yeah, we don't, I don't usually do things like that, but it's fun to do that. All right, in, in 2 Peter, let's have a look at 2 Peter. He says, For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. So guys, we're coming up to Christmas where we're celebrating God sending Jesus into the world. But the telling of the events of Jesus' birth, life, death and resurrection, His fulfilment of the prophecies in the ancient Scriptures, the signs and wonders that He performed, all pointed to Him being who He said He was, the Messiah, the Saviour of the world, the hope for you and me and every single person on this earth. And it was their testimony that was backed up by the power of God that caused the church to explode into life, bringing more and more people to salvation in Jesus. That's what we want to see. Amen. And this is the story we're adopted into. Part of our identities as Christians, guys, is to be good news tellers, witnesses, proclaimers of His goodness and His power, not just in a general, like, let me tell you the gospel, John 3.16 way, although that is very good and important not just once in a while, but to continually talk about and boast about who He is, what He has done, what He is doing in our lives, in our time, in our world, in our community. 
for us. We are carriers and inheritors of the good news. And the news is really good. It's really good. But if you are like me, apart from singing songs of worship on a Sunday, I can easily become quiet about God's goodness. I can downplay and not even tell others who are believers about what Jesus is doing and saying in my life where he's answering prayer. There could be many reasons for this. It might be about doubt. It might be about my fear. Do you know what? I think it's a lot about what the enemy wants for us. Like, oh, tone that down. No, don't don't need to share that. Just tone that down. Was that really God? No, God's not really that good. Oh, the the answer isn't fully there yet. You haven't seen the full miracle yet. So just don't share that. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. But do you know, not sharing testimony is actually robbing God of glory. It's robbing Him of glory. And it's robbing us of seeing the kingdom break out in the way that God longs to do. The good news is not just a story or a theory. It's not just about how we're feeling today. It contains power for salvation. It contains power for healing and freedom and deliverance. And that it contains power right now in this room. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to talk briefly about what it means to be people of good news, the power of testimony, and then we're going to do it. All right, we're going to create some space just like we did earlier. That was um, prophecy, what's on God's heart. This is going to be boasting about what's God doing among us. All right, are we ready for that? Is that okay? That's where we're heading. So let's go. So we have some time to do this. What does testimony do? I came up with five things. There's probably more. It releases faith. It releases power. It builds up the church. It pushes back the darkness and it gives glory to God. All right, so starting, releases faith. Testimony has the power to ignite faith like a spark setting light to dry leaves. Things getting stirred up, it is catching. Let's have a look at the Samaritan woman who Jesus encountered at a well, so controversial that he even spoke to her. And he prophesied over her and he told her about this living water that could be hers. She ran back to the people in her village, I'm just paraphrasing here. He told me everything I ever did. And then because of her testimony, many came to faith just because of her testimony. And then they, they sought out Jesus for themselves. And then it says at the end, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man is really the saviour of the world. This is what testimony does, guys. It catches faith. It, it, it's like lighting a fire. I'm from Australia. We have big bushfires. It's just like watching it go up. But if we hold back, we don't see that faith catch a light. People are going to be more impacted and intrigued by your personal story with Jesus of your faith than anything else. Yes, bring people to the carol service. Yes, bring them to Alpha. But do you know the thing that is going to draw them and intrigue them the most is your story with Jesus. Have a think about how you came to faith, who impacted, who caught, who set you on fire with their story. 
testimony releases power. So the word is backed up by the signs and the wonders. Um, being proclaimers of the gospel has authority to bring about the inbreaking supernatural signs of his kingdom. And don't we want more of that? Let's have a look at some examples. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons, to cure diseases. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God, to heal the sick. So they went out from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. The word, the signs, the word, the signs. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that there were no needy persons among them. What a sign of the kingdom of God, of lavish generosity, people not being attached to their possessions anymore. The word followed by the sign. The next one, testimony builds up the church. So as we testify and share together in our witness to the risen Jesus, faith is built in the church through agreement. So as we hear others' testimonies in the room, and we're going to do that in a minute, we get to say yes and amen. Yes, that is who our God is. Yes, would you do it again, Lord? Yes, we long for more. Yes, brother. Yes, sister. Keep stepping out in faith and trusting God in the midst of that circumstance. Your God is my God. Your celebration is my celebration. Your pain is my pain. What he speaks to you in the darkness, he can also speak to me. We are many parts but one body and we can't stay silent. We can't stay silent about what God is doing in our midst. Testimony also has a prophetic element. So what he can do for you, he can do for me. He can do it again. And as we hear, we have faith for that same thing to happen in our lives. All right, racing through testimony pushes back the darkness and does it ever. So when we give testimony, we are proclaiming that Jesus is Lord, that he is on the throne, that he's risen from the dead, that he's conquered sin and death, that he forgives us, that he's loving, that he cares. We are declaring the truth about who he is, not just our own ideas based in Scripture, and the truth about who we are. And the enemy hates that because they are his two main areas of attack, who God is and who we are. He casts doubt upon who God is and he accuses who we are. So when we testify to his goodness, when we testify to who we are and who he is, we are cutting the enemy off at the knees, guys. So let's do it. In Ephesians, it says we are in a spiritual battle. We were talking about that earlier. And when we go to declare the truth of who God is and what He's doing, there will be opposition. Could you feel that even in the room earlier? Pete, it was like he was calling us going, come on, come on. Pete's a bit of a, like a William Wallace, like freedom. But I could feel it too, where it was like, come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. And there is, there's a constant dampening down, like no, Back down, back down, just relax. What's for lunch? No, you, this isn't for you. This isn't for you. You've got nothing to share. God didn't really do that. It's not that big a deal. No, that's the enemy's voice. It's the enemy's voice because he knows how powerful testimony is. Sorry, I'm spitting because I'm so worked up about it. I am worked up about it. 
We will not be silent. We will not be silent. We were seeing that before. We need to not be silent anymore. And this is part of it, okay? We need to become a people of testimony. It pushes back the darkness. Woo! And finally, testimony brings glory to God. That's what it does. Ultimately, it is all about Him. It reveals the truth of who God is so that He will be glorified. It's not about us, about our success or failure, about our cool prayer story that will make us look good. No, let's just be real. We can be real about how hard life is, but we are glorifying God in the midst of it. In the midst of it, it is all about lifting Him up. Testimony causes praise to erupt because it highlights the reality of who this wonderful God is. It's like scales begin to fall from our eyes and we can see who he is and he's better than we ever thought. There are five things to become people of good news. I'm not even going to unpack them, but I'm going to mention them. Number one, practice thankfulness every day. God is always at work in our lives, whether we see it or not. Look for it. Even if we're thanking God for the air in our lungs, thanking God for the bed that we sleep in, start practicing thankfulness every day. I am just going to tell this story because I think it's from the Lord. But um, Growing Hope, it's an awesome free therapy clinic. It runs downstairs every week. Naomi Graham, who runs it, um, told me this beautiful story about this kid. He had both physical and learning difficulties, and he'd been trying to learn how to tie his shoes for ages. That was his goal. It'd take him in a whole year. And um, at the end, of, he'd finally managed it. And at the end of the session, there's always an offer of, um, do you want to pray to the parent and the child? And they're not Christians, by the way, um, but they just give the opportunity. And the little boy said, yeah, I want to pray. And he, his one prayer was this, thank you, God, for my wonderful life. And that comes into my head so often. Thank you, God, for my wonderful life. This is a single parent family. Little boy has significant physical and learning difficulties. How much more can we say thank you, God, for my wonderful life? There are wonders going on in our lives and we need to thank him for it. Don't wait for the big success story. I've mentioned this before. We can start boasting about the Lord even before the answer to prayer has come, even before the miracle. We boast about who He is to us, the joy that He brings from knowing Him, the peace, the hope, the life. Even if you've just got the tiniest story, start speaking about it. Three, pay more attention to what the Spirit is doing than what the enemy is doing. Okay, the enemy loves it when we talk about him a lot. He loves it because then he becomes bigger and like, oh, more intimidating. Don't get me wrong. It's good to be discerning, to to discern the enemy's schemes. We can pray against that. But spend more time seeking, okay, this is hard. This is dark spirit. What are you doing? What are you saying? What's the truth here? We can become so worn out trying to battle with what the enemy is doing that we forget to listen to Jesus. And he is always at work. He's, he's beaten the enemy. We just get to go into cleanup. We're walking into a battlefield where the enemy is still trying it on and we are just cleaning it up going, no, no, we know who's on the throne. 
So we need to get our sword, like speaking out. All the other um, armour of God is like defensive armour. And we need to be grounded in those things. Salvation, our righteousness, our truth, our readiness to tell the Gospel. But it's the sword of the Word and the Spirit. It's the sword of what He has said and spoken it, and by the Word and by the Spirit that is our offensive. Let's go on the offensive. Go after what the Spirit is saying and speak it out. Um, be filled with the Spirit afresh. If we keep encountering Jesus, we're not going to stay quiet about Him. And we do need to keep being, the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. So keep being prayed for, be filled with the Spirit. And remember, it's all for His glory. It's not about us. It's all for Him.